Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome. To stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate and review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us the most popular podcast in the world. We are presented by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Good afternoon, Billy Gill. Hello. How are you, Stu Gatz? I am doing well. I mean, we got a lot of things to cover on this episode of Stupidity, huh? We do. Like what? Oh, you know, <laughs> we have an interview. We have, we have, it's been a while, Stugat, since we've had multiple guests on Stupidity, unless you count Zoom Zoom guests as guests. Right, then yes. last week we had about 45 guests. Um, but <laughs> in terms of like actual guests, it's been a while since we've had multiple guests. I do have a question for you because we do have two guests. We have Tony Finau. We're very mm-hmm. excited for that. We also have Mike Golick Jr. to discuss the latest going on in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers resigns with the Packers. Billy yeah. has thoughts on that. Yeah. <laughs> those are his thoughts. <laughs> are those all your thoughts? I mean, <laughs> I'm starting to learn, Stu Gatz, and it's something that you learned a long time ago. Uh, yes. My words have consequences, and people people hear the things that I'm saying, and it's not just me joking around to like four people in a room anymore, especially right. now with these. Uh, 
these Judases in uh, Ryan Cortez and Juju who like to put out these clips of me saying outlandish and outrageous things. Yes. Uh, and then there's like reactions and I'm like, I'm fine just saying it and, you know, four people hearing it and that's that's that, you know? Because like right. one day what's going to happen is one of these people that I say something ridiculous about is going to hear it and then they're going to come on and they're going to be like, you said blah, 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 blah about me. And it's like, yeah, but like that's just because no one was saying anything contrary. So I just had to say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's the something you said this week that you regret? Is there anything? <laughs> like, oh, because I love when they do it to me. Like I have no, I have zero issue with the fact that I said uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo is better than Stephen A. Smith. They clipped that. They put it out on social media. Yeah. I also did not include Mike Shashevsky in our top five, in my top five uh, college basketball coaches of all time. They put mm. that out there in an effort to get, you know, to get at Coach K or to get Coach K angry at me. Yeah. Do you have something you said this past week that you regret? Or, I mean, because those guys are just doing their job, Billy Juju and Ryan Cortez. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did have a, I, I do have a question for you, but w would you like to respond to that first? I don't know. I can't even remember. That's the thing is that I don't even remember saying half the things that I say. And then I see video, Same I'm like, here. oh, yeah. yeah. What did yeah. I say? Yeah, we talk for a living, Bill. I just get caught up in the moment, you know, and then it's like, oh, have I gone too far? No, let's go further. And then you just kind of go too far sometimes. Right. You've so where there. do you I, I have Billy? I live there mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've lived there for 20 years. Okay, <laughs> like, I'm numb to it at this point. Plus, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about what well, I say. It's, wor it's worked out well for you. Right. I, yes. But I, I'm not there yet. Like I'm not, one might say. Yes. Well, but I'm not at the point that I'm seeing the results that you've seen yet. So it's kind of like mm. <laughs> once I get to that destination, I'll be fine. But we're not there yet. So it's like, am I going to get to that destination or am I going to be, you know, burning bridges and costing myself future career earnings? Billy, it is rare where we have breaking news that happens while we're taping an episode of Stupidity, but we have breaking news right now. Russell Wilson has been traded to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> really? Holy shit, this is a crazy day in the NFL. Okay, well, here's the deal. I was going to play a game with you where yes. we went to the Phenom, which is uh, Tony Finau, and you guys will learn that shortly. And we're, you know, we're going to pitch him nicknames and we're going to give ourselves nicknames. And I was going to put his name on one piece of paper and put it behind my back. And I was going to put Gojo's name on another piece of paper and put it behind my back and then have you choose a hand. And that's who we were going to go to first. But should we not do that because of the fact that there's all of this breaking NFL news? Wow. Aaron Rodgers re-signing with the Packers. You have Russell Wilson uh, being traded to the Broncos and you have Calvin Ridley gambling on football. Yeah. I said we go to Tony Fee now. <laughs> you? Let's go to Tony. He's a phenom. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash 
do, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Tony Fida was with us on behalf of Hyper Ice. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, Tony, we are huge fans. Dare I say me, Mikey A, and Billy Gill are your biggest fans, and we'll get to that in a second. We think this is the breakthrough year for you. You're going to announce yourself. You're going to crack through at a major. You finished in the top five in all four of the majors. This year, we believe Tony Fida is going to get it done, but we want to start with your nickname. Big Tone. It's a good nickname, but we feel like we could do better. Are you open to a new nickname? Oh, I'm 100% open to a new nickname, and I'm, I'm humbled uh, that you guys are such big supporters. Thank you. Thank you much. How do you feel about the nickname Phenom? Mm. Ooh. Yeah. I, lo- I, I love that. I love that. Bring in that last name, you know? Yeah. All right. So you're Phenom moving forward, at least for us. And as fans, we wanted to run a couple of options by you. Okay, we would like <laughs> to be it. your fee nuts. How about that? More <laughs> 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 uh, fanatics, hey, Tony. I, I love, I love it. If you guys are down being called fee nuts, I'm in. There you go. All right, we are down with being uh, being called fee nuts. Okay, so you'll so, see us in the gallery. We'll be wearing peanuts. Okay, like fee nuts. You know. <laughs> I love it. I'm the phenom, and you guys are my fee nuts. I love it, <laughs> Tony. I'm wondering because you have come close in so many majors. Like, is there one that keeps you up at night? Where man, I should have had that Masters, Open Championship, U.S. Open. <laughs> You've been top five. Is there one that kind of keeps you up at night? There's only one shot in my whole entire career that I want to have back, and it's the tee shot at. Uh, number 12 at Augusta on Sunday in yeah. 2019. If I had that tee shot back, um, you know, I think I could have rewrote history a little bit, but uh, you know, those things don't happen, but it is the one that um, I knew I had probably my, my greatest chance at winning uh, up to this point in my career. And uh, unfortunately wasn't able to get it done. Some guy, some guy named Tiger Woods uh, won that one. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, never heard uh, of him. That, 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 yeah, exactly. Right. That's the well, only he, one. That, he doesn't uh, have a fan club, Tony. I can tell you that much. That's right. <laughs> he doesn't have any feet. He doesn't have fee nuts. He doesn't have no fee nuts. Exactly. So <laughs> I've got something that I've got something that he doesn't have, <laughs> which uh, is rare t- in this game. But anyways, uh, Tony, your first sport was fire knife dancing. Uh, Billy is really yeah. intrigued by this. Can you explain what the hell that is? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you guys have actually seen it. If you've ever been to a luau, they usually finish uh, a luau with a fire knife dance, which is. Uh, a traditional Samoan dance, uh, which is uh, 
you know, my culture. And, and so I, I man, I actually learned how to do that at five years old, which is crazy. So I basically spin around a stick with knives on the end that uh, we light on fire and, and you do a bunch of cool tricks and it's, it's, yeah, it is pretty cool. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So I, I think I learned a lot from this uh, specific dance. I mean, uh, I learned how to be courageous and, uh, I learned how to have, uh, you know, I better have good skills or else I'm going to, I'm going to die spinning this knife. I feel like golf needs in general, and you probably will agree with this more fire. So when we do like the par three at Augusta, like why don't we do like the, the club on fire or something like that? <laughs> now I know it could be dangerous to twist your like ankle it. a couple of years ago. Yeah. But like, what if we just <laughs> twisted don't... his ankle? He broke his yeah, ankle, yeah. man. <laughs> what if we light some clubs on fire this year? Phoenuts would love hey, it. I, hey, now that I have my Phoenuts on my side, whatever you guys, whatever you guys recommend, I'm do, I'm in. I tell you what though, fire knife dancing is way cooler at night. Um, and, and mainly the reason at Luau's you do it last because you want it to be pitch dark. So when you see that knife uh, spinning, it's really, really cool when you see a good fire knife dancer spinning the knife at night. It, it just makes it, the fire looks way cooler at night than it does during the day. So maybe we do a little glow in the dark part three and, and light the stick, you know, light the knife on fire. Something like now that. Now we're know. talking. The Phenots like I'll, that idea. Yeah. I'll tell you this. We Phenots will go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Phenots going nuts. Hey, we've got, we've already got shirts. We've got memes. This is a thing now. We're in. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You are a friend of the show. Congratulations. I think. I, Thank I, you. Have, no, <laughs> I have no idea. I'm Wait, did you, did you ever injure yourself doing the, uh, the fire knife dancing? Oh, yeah. No question. But then, I mean, you look at them as like battle scars, you know, I've got all, my arms are all, you know, all scarred up from this. And um, I've actually got a pretty big gash on my right thigh from it landing right into my leg. So I've got some pretty serious, uh, you know, battle scars. But, you know, they're looked at as that in our culture, you know, you kind of earn your stripes and that's how you earn them. So I've got plenty of battle scars to show. Did any of those injuries hurt more than when you broke your ankle at the bar three? I like I still have that visual in my head. Yeah, that was a rough one. You know, I've probably been more hurt in my in my career um, right. or in my life, but I've never been more uh, um, embarrassed. I mean, that was uh, that was crazy. Um, I, I look back at the at the video, and it was one of the greatest moments uh, in in my life, uh, followed by potentially the most embarrassing. So it was quite the emotional roller coaster. Yeah, Billy, the story is so you know he hit the shot. Yeah, he was celebrating and broke his ankle. Yeah. It was hard. I was celebrating a hole in one. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, I'm what Tony. I'm wondering because you're a great athlete. You're a great basketball player. You're into the guitar. Like you're a well-rounded person. Like how'd you get to golf? A couple reasons. My my younger brother picked up the game from my dad, and my dad had just just got his first set from a coworker, and so my dad didn't really play golf, but he did have a set from his coworker, and um, he took my my brother with him for the first time. Um, I think in 95 or 96 and my brother took a liking to the game. So my dad basically started teaching him from scratch. He didn't know how to play, never played. Um, and then in April of 97, we watched this tournament called the masters. My dad and my brother were watching the masters and I saw that guy tiger woods again, you know, mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched, I watched him in 97 and, uh, I would say that having my brother playing and wanting to spend time with my dad mixed with, uh, watching tiger and wanting to be tiger those were probably the three biggest inspirations for me. And, and so I started my golf journey in the summer of 97 and had my dreams of trying to get to the masters and win a green jacket. And 20 years later, I, I, uh, that dream became a realization and I played my first masters in 2018 and 
but anyways, that's, uh, that's kind of how it all came about. And yeah, as you mentioned, you know, I, I, I loved, I, I would probably say that I loved basketball first and just a huge basketball fan, loved playing basketball. My dad played basketball, was around it my whole life. So I would say basketball is probably my first love, but I, I did enjoy golf and it took me a few years probably to love it. And once I did, you know, it became my favorite sport and, and one that I was willing, willing to, uh, pursue you average 11 rebounds per i think per game your your senior season you were recruited right like what schools recruited you for basketball i would say the two biggest schools were utah state and weber state they were willing to give me a, a scholarship and looking back it was the same time um, weber state was recruiting damian lillard so we're the same age and and we were being recruited at the same time i think his his scholarship was a little different looking than mine <laughs> probably a full ride but uh yeah but i did receive uh some offers from, I would say those are probably the two biggest schools. That's not the way you tell the story. The way you tell the story is the only reason that he went there is because you turned down the scholarship. Right. <laughs> you could have been Damian. There Lillard. we go. Okay. There All would right. be no That's Lillard if you decided to play basketball, That's Tony. Exactly. There it is. We're Phenots. Don't, right. don't forget that, Tony. Let's go. Let's okay. go. All right. I've got All my right. next storyline ready. Dame has no Phenots. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're a big guy. We'll get to, we'll get to Hyper Ice in just a second. You're a guitarist, right? You're really good at playing the guitar guitar uh why did you yeah, take I love, that on? i love playing the guitar my i would say the most talented person i've ever been around is my dad he's a very well-rounded person and he played in a band uh growing up so just i wanted to imitate my dad i would say is the reason why i even picked it up um unfortunately he didn't want to teach me <laughs> right. i learned how to play the guitar so i was self-taught just you know um I, I would say i learned a couple things from him but i was mostly self-taught and youtube and um, so all his guitars laying around the house as I was growing up, I just kind of learned how to play and, um, and yeah, and I love, I love the guitar. I love music, grew up around a lot of great music, you know, the oldies my parents listened to and, um, Eagles is probably my favorite band. So I know how to play most of their songs and yeah, so I, I just, I love music. It takes you away and, um, takes you into a space that, uh, I feel like I need. Uh, next time you come on because you're a friend of the show, can you bring the guitar? Can you play it for us? Can we uh, sing along with you because we're Phenuts? Yeah. Let's go. Done. Yes. We'll, we'll do that. Yes. We'll do that. Or, you know, or I bring the knives and I spin them around on fire. So, both. whichever. Both. My Phenuts. Phenuts go nuts. Phenuts, <laughs> right. just let me know what the Phenuts, phenuts want and Phenuts in. <laughs> yes. I can't wait. Wait. Does Tony have a top three guitarist of all time? Do you have that? Yeah. I've got uh, Eric Clapton is number one. Right. I love blues. I love blues. So I have to throw BB King in there. I, I don't, I wouldn't say he's the greatest guitarist, but I love his rhythm. Um, and then, and then I would probably say, uh, Bob Marley again, not a guitarist, but those are the three guys that I listen to a lot. I love reggae and Bob Marley is, uh, is a legend too. You just changed the question and made it who your yeah. favorite musicians are, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think I think I definitely did that. There's so many guitar there's so many great guitarists. Now. We're not questioning the phenom, um, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, we're not questioning yeah. it. Though. We're not questioning Yeah, so <laughs> Hey, uh, so Tony, I want to play a game with you, fee now or fee nah, and I will in just a second, okay? I'm gonna play it with you. But okay. first I want tell us what you're doing with Hyper Ice, okay? Yeah, so I've been an ambassador and had a sponsorship with Hyper Ice for a few years and yeah, I just love their product line. You know, I think it's it's great for health and well-being just of anybody, not just athletes. I use their little Hypervolt on the golf course, which is pretty cool. Like while I'm walking the fairway, um, it's very portable. I use it on my arm, on my leg, whatever part of your body is hurting. I use it to fly. But they have so many great products in the line, I think, that are so good for health and wellness, really for all humans. Um, so I'm just a huge ambassador and a huge advocate for uh, for Hyper Ice and, and a proud 
uh, proud ambassador of theirs. Where can uh, people get more information if they want? I mean, you can follow me, Patrick Mahomes. We're all huge advocates, huge uh, ambassadors for for the product line. So you can follow us and 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 find the products there, or or just go straight to their website. You and Mahomes tight or what? We're not tight, but mm. we are both sponsored by a couple of the same uh, companies, and and this one being uh, being one of them. Hyper Rice is, has been. Uh, a legit company for both of us. You're gonna you're gonna be tight soon. I'm yeah, telling you, this are. is your year, and then Mahomes <laughs> is gonna be calling you, and he's gonna be one of the phenuts. Or he's we play golf with Mahomes yeah, at Tahoe. Like he's yeah, a huge golf I'm fan. He's you. a huge phenut. Yeah. We're gonna make him a phenut. Okay, that's what dude. I'm he can you. he can send it. Yeah, he yeah. can send it. He's got a pretty legit action. Yeah, yeah. I saw that him and Kelsey. I, I saw both of them play. Yeah, we were playing with them. So we're going to make them a, uh, a part of the Phenuts here, and then we're all going to get together and play golf, all right? Yeah. I love this. I love that it's a thing now. Phenuts, done. <laughs> so do we. We're not certain it is or if you want any part of it, but we're, no, we're damn glad we arrived here. Phenom loves this, I'm going to be at the Masters Phenuts this year, in. Tony. You will see me, okay? I will be in all my glory as a Phenut. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Phenuts right. are in. All right, quick game here, and we'll let you go. Thank you for the time. We appreciate it. Phenow or Fina? Okay, like, nah, get out of here. Okay, Uh, people calling in, watching TV to report potential rules violations. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're annoying, right? Uh, Yeah, that is super annoying. Throwing a club in anger. Finau or Fina? Fina. That's overrated. Throwing clubs is overrated. Exactly. Get your act together. Throw a knife. I mean, geez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Throw knives up in the air with with fire on the end. Come on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. A player decked out in all the best gear who is terrible at golf. Finau or Fina? Oh, oh, Finau. I love seeing that stuff. All the all the gimmicks. Hey, if you can't if you can't play the part, dress the part. More than five practice swings before each shot. Finau or Fina? No, Fina. Yeah. Cut it with the practice wings. Get straight in there and and hit the shot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's rip why it we, and rip it. That's why we're Finuts, man. We love you. You're a foodie. You're a chef. Uh, catch up on steak. Yeah. Fina or Fina? Fina. You shouldn't have to put any sauce on steak, in my opinion. If it's a good Boom. steak, there's there's zero sauce needed to be added. Boom. Wife ordered ketchup at Shula Steakhouse too. I I, I divorced her. You should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad, my dad, my dad does that, and I look at him every time, and I'm like, really, dad? Like, he's just so he doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Be it's careful, just, Tony. You they'll can't, they'll you throw can't a flaming knife at that. you, though. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't do that. We'll get you out of here in a second. Steak well done. Fina or Fina? Fina, never steak Good. well done. Medium is, I think, the most that you should do with the steak. I like medium rare. Eating food off the floor, finau or fina? No, finau. That's fine. If I yeah. mean, if it's a, if it's a, to me, if it's a good piece of steak or something just happens to just barely dribble down, I'm not, yeah. I'm not worried. You know, we're, we got the ten second rule. Sometimes I got the five minute rule, but it's mm-hmm. you know, if yes. it's good enough, it's still go, it's still going in. Oh my god! If I wasn't a fiend up before, I am now. Oh my god! <laughs> this guy is the best. He really is. Well, hold on, Mike. Hold on. This is the big one. Peeing in the pool. <laughs> Finau or Fina? Oh, you guys got to put me on the spot like that. Uh, come on, we oh. all do it, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Finau, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll, just, we'll just leave it at that. No comment need to be added, but it's, that's Finau. Guy who says after his second or third bad hole in the course says, oh, it was all working well in the range. Finau or Fina? <laughs> well, to me, it's Finau because I just love hearing amateurs. The excuses are never are endless. I love hearing all the amateurs and pro-ams just bring out all the, you know, the, all the excuses and all the bags of tricks. So 
I don't I don't mind it. I don't like it, but I don't mind it. All right, Tony, we uh, we know you're short on time. We really appreciate it. Uh, again, your new nickname is Phenom and we're the Phenots and we believe you will crack through. You will win your first major this year, my friend. You might win, too. How about mm-hmm. that? Hey, I'm in. I'm in. Thanks to my new Phenots and uh, mm-hmm. all my fans. I appreciate it. Thanks for, ha- <laughs> thanks for having me on, guys. This, you got this it. We'll see you at Augusta. Fun. I'll be there, Tony. I'll be dressed up as a Phenot, okay? Phenots go nuts. Done. All right, my Let's man. Go. Holy shit, what a day, NFL. What the fuck is happening? Jerry Judy's pumped right now. Guys had an emotional afternoon. From frowny face to smiley face in a matter of like an hour and a half. Quite the roller coaster. Thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers. It's not, right? And then he's kind of thinking about, okay, who are the quarterbacks I have in Denver? Who are the quarterbacks in Denver <laughs> before before Russell Wilson was traded? Who, who were they? Drew Locke. It Drew was Locke, right? Yeah. Yes. Drew, Drew Locke. And... to Locke to Wilson. Yeah. Man. What How about Jamal Adams? Huh? Huh? <laughs> big big revenge fans. game for Stu Gatz and the Jets fans. Unbelievable. Mikey what thrilled. What happened with Jamal Adams? The fact that he wanted to go to a place that had a quarterback. Now you're mocking him. Yep. That he doesn't have a quarterback. <laughs> yes. They should trade him back to the yes. Jets. <laughs> Why? They don't have a quarterback. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> we never do, Mike. Hold on. I'm looking up. Uh, I'm looking up a list here from Don Van Nata. There are gambling odds <laughs> on the next NFL player who's likely to get busted <laughs> for gambling on NFL games. Oh, wow. You like that, right, Phil? So let me ask you guys something. I guess did Denver think they were going to get Aaron Rodgers, and as soon as they didn't, they're like, "All right, well, we got to pull the trigger here on Russ." Yeah, I wonder. And this is not just uh, because I spent all morning on uh, the family pod talking with Mikey A about Love Is Blind. Oh, this very this very much reeks of like Jared proposing to Mal, and then when he's done, saying, "All right, I'll just go propose to Ayana now." <laughs> that is sorry in advance, the Golic family podcast. Yes. <laughs> Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Full you love go, is Mike blind Jerry. breakdown coming out, as Billy will be no doubt jazzed about. Did you guys see the reunion? Did you talk about the reunion? We so did. They had all seen the reunion. I hadn't seen the oh. reunion. I had to have it all spoiled for me, but it sounded like Shake needs his ass beat. Dude, Shake put on a performance at that reunion. He said, you know what? Shayna will not end this season as the villain. I have one final chance to make myself the villain here. Also, you guys don't care about Love is Blind, except maybe Gojo. But Shake's Instagram... You can remove the maybe from that, Bill. First off, no. I am 100% in. Really? (laughs) I force my wife to watch it. Wow. Really? I am a man, and I watch Love is Blind. Hear me roar. It's great. It's great. I have never felt so alone. Oh, Stu Gatz, as someone like me, I've watched trash reality TV in The Bachelor for a while now. This is the next step up. This is Mm -hmm. the caviar of the genre. I want to get back to Billy's point in a second, but let me just tell you, the way it started was I watched season one during the pandemic, and I watched three episodes, and I don't think I've ever love-hated so many people in my... I hated everybody and loved watching them twist and turn, and season two delivered just the same. (laughs) Billy, I want to go back to your point now, though, because I know what you're getting at, and it's electric. Well, so he, he's he's kind of gone crazy. He's starting fights to guts with Nick Lachey. He he said in the reunion, spoiler alert, 
Uh, the, do you understand the concept of Shostugats or no? So basically, no. it's like blind dates where you're dating these people in these pods, but you can't see what they look like. So then you have to propose to someone, basically, if you want to move on to the next phase of the show, which is right. like a honeymoon in Cancun. And then after the honeymoon, you then move in with them. And th these people were all from Chicago. They live in an apartment together for like a couple weeks. I think it's like in total six weeks. It's, so it's it's four, it's four weeks between the proposal and the uh, wedding. And it's 10 days of you dating in the pods without oh, being able wow. to see each other. So okay. you date in the pods, you can't see each other. And then to, to, to take the next step, you have to get engaged. Is exactly. You have to propose. Exactly. And then you can see the other person. Yeah. Okay. And you I don't see it. what your Dangerous fiance... game. <laughs> well, so yes. And if you watch the season, you will quickly learn that. So uh, shake. It is... seems more dangerous than football. I got to be honest. Well, some might <laughs> say that. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, some are. So anyways, at the reunion, uh, <laughs> Vanessa Lachey is one of the co-hosts along with her husband, Nick Lachey. And yes. Shake, who's a veterinarian, whose uh, Instagram handle is at the puppy doc, I believe, which mm -hmm. was clearly created just so he could become like a veterinarian influencer on Instagram because there's no reason on earth you would have your Instagram name be the puppy doc unless you wanted to be like Insta famous for being a vet. Um, he told, he said, I was not attracted to any women on this show except Vanessa Lachey. And he said that right to Nick Lachey's face. It was just, the guy decided, I want violence today. And it was incredible. <laughs> it, my, my brother's direct quote about it when he was watching the finale was, someone needs to beat Shake's ass in the streets. Because apparently in now deleted Instagram comments that Billy was referencing, he was talking shit about Nick Lachey and then capped it with, and say hi to Vanessa for me. Yeah, and tagged her. <laughs> now, I believe it's since been, those comments have since been deleted, but yeah. it obviously lives forever on the internet. Yeah. Uh, Billy, do you remember why Nick Lachey hung up on me the uh, the last time we had him on the show? I, I wish do. we had the sound, that we don't have the sound, I but he do. did hang up on me, right? I do remember why he hung up on you. It's because- Did you hit on Vanessa? No, he I think was, it was something with Jessica Simpson, Yeah, I he was. Yeah. he was recently divorced from Jessica Simpson at the time she was, dating Tony Romo uh, and I believe that that's also right around the time that Tony Romo had his like famous Tony Romo moment where he like bumbled the ball and like the goal line or whatever it was and uh, Stu Gatz and I guess the show were using Romo like as a verb at the time and Nick Lachey mm -hmm. was on and Stugat said something along the lines of he went Romo and he did not like that at all because his <laughs> ex-wife was now with Tony Romo and it was like, I, I I believe they may have done it twice. And then he finally was like, no, I'm done and hung up on them. Gojo oh. has his hands on his head. He has yeah. a face of disbelief right now. Uh, why are you surprised? Like, it's me. I mean, <laughs> you know what? I know it, it's an amazing testament to you that I am somehow still surprised every time at the absolute limitless amount of shame you can inject to any situation. Yeah. This is mere months, by the way. I'll throw this into the uh, story as well. Mere months after the fact, we had a party at the Versace mansion. Nick Lachey was there and I made him talk to Abby for 20 minutes on my cell phone. And he did. Uh, he was a nice guy. <laughs> Super that's, that's the other part of this is Nick Lachey seems like an incredibly decent human being for the most part. And you're just out here absolutely manhandling him every chance you can. So, Billy, you know me the best of all the guys here. Do you think I would like this show you guys are talking about? Like, is it something uh... I'm going to enjoy? I don't I don't have a good grasp of what your television interests are. I'm going to be honest. Right. With I you. would say no. Okay. I'd vote no. 
Yeah, it's like, too. Honestly, I just imagine you like watching YouTube re-highlights of Grateful Dead shows. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what you'd watch on TV besides golf tournaments and dead yeah. shows. Uh, football. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, you, you just identified the three things <laughs> that I watch. So, I mean, the occasional cooking show. I like a good cooking show, you know? What kind of cooking shows are you into, Stu? Are you like a chopped guy? Are you like a Hell's Kitchen guy? What's your... I'm like a chopped guy. I, I like when people have to cook stuff. They're under pressure. They have a limited mm. amount of time, and there's judges. You know, I like that stuff. Do uh, you like uh, like like main courses and entrees or like the bakery dessert type shows? Main courses, entrees. Man. Mm. Come on. Yeah. I, like oh, the man. Sweet, I like the sweet stuff. Billy, you like when someone gets their hands on a little bit of fondant? Oh, fondant. Oh, <laughs> I tried to what bake you, this weekend. It went very poorly. Very what'd you try and bake? What'd you try and bake? Well, so, uh, and I, we're going to take this into the weeds because I don't think that anyone that was present will hear. I was this, hoping so it was going to be matter. pop brownies. No, so like what happened was is that uh, my sister's husband's mother. So my, Why are you whispering? My, well, because <laughs> there's family this around, awesome. so I don't want them to hear it. So my, my sister's mother-in-law... Uh, organized like this food and wine type situation where there was like five or six couples actually i think there were seven couples each had to choose a country and it quickly got away from us it started as you chose a country and you made like a main dish from that country and then it turned into you make a dish you make a dessert you make a drink from that country and then there were costumes involved so it quickly got away from us uh so as part of the uh participation in this I chose a dessert from Argentina that I was making, and it's like these little cookies. So we had to bake the cookies, and we had to put the cream filling inside, and then we had to put like little coconut crisps around the edge of it. And we waited until day of to do this, and it, I felt like I was on one of those shows, like racing against the clock. We ended up getting there two hours late. Everybody was waiting for us to try all of these different things. It was all falling apart. There was 14 people. We ended up only being able to make 11 cookies because of how poorly I did this situation. I can go get, I, you know what? You guys discuss, talk about whatever we're going to talk about. I'm going to go get the cookies and show you what's going on with these cookies. Football. Talk about the football, the trays and all that jazz. Two hours late. The Stu Gatz is so present in you. It really is. I don't want to discuss football now. I got to be honest with you. I'm electrified by these because that's always the most difficult part. And like I know in a lot of those shows, especially with Chop, it's like careful editing at the end to make it look like everyone's coming in at the wire and they make you drop your utensils. I'm sure in actuality, most of these professional chefs probably have it down a little bit better than that, but that's showbiz. But like that really, because I, I, Billy, you know, we talked about baking. I've started trying to cook a little bit more while I've had some downtime. And the toughest part is plating because all that work you do on the brick and mortar feels useless if you're presenting to an audience or a group there and it doesn't look aesthetically pleasing. So I can see how you could fuck that up at the finish line and feel like you've mangled the process. Uh, Mikey, yeah, I'm intrigued by Mike Golick Jr. cooking. Are you not? Like, <laughs> I, I, I am, but I, I'm, I'm also intrigued about Stu Gott's cooking. You say you watch cooking. Oh, shows. yeah. Do you actually yeah. dabble? I didn't say I cook. I just said I watch. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm not a great cook. Like I, I, I no, I'm not a good cook. Why? Just because you watch cooking shows, you just <laughs> you just assumed that I was getting into. Cooking? Listen, I I watch cooking shows to get some ideas. I watch, right. you know, like oh, but I, I watch could football. Doesn't mean I play that. football. I mean, you know, I just I, I enjoy a good oh. cooking show. What can I tell you? I see. I can say that, Mikey, though, because I was Stu Gotts for the longest time, where I loved watching Chopped in these shows, and I'm with Billy. 
I loved like cupcake wars and all those ones where it is like dessert. Cause I could, before I started cooking, even now I could do the piping. Like I always thought I'd be good at the piping of the icing onto the cupcakes and shit like that, but I couldn't do the rest of that stuff. Now I'm trying to bridge the gap a little more. Cause I know Mike, yeah, you actually do cook. I do. I do. I mean, I, I, I actually try and get tips. I try and learn from, whoa, what is oh, Billy showing? So right Billy's now? got Hold the cookies. Yeah, wow. Billy. Is that a little Dolce de Leche in the middle there? Billy, they almost look like uh, macaroons. They, you know what? I actually asked my wife, are these macaroons? Because I've seen so many baking shows where they make macaroons, and I'm like, I wonder if this is what it is. And that is a very good eye by Mikey. They uh, That is Dulce de Leche in the middle of it. And then like a little um, coconut, uh, I don't even know what it's called, dried coconut. Point I, I ended of up... fact, it's, it's macaron. Oh, is what it? What you're talking Oof. about. I know that because I took a cooking class to learn how to make macarons. Really? And every time the woman said it, I wanted to correct her. Mm-hmm. And she's That's like, fine. no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Man. go ahead. What do you got in there? I, if you say macarons, honestly, get over yourself. Like, well, macaroon is a different cookie than a macaron. Macaron. Maybe we're talking about different cookies then. What, what are your macarons? I think you are macarons. talking about different cookies. Yeah. Uh, macaroon looks like puffed coconut. Mm. Oh, macaron looks like a sandwich. It's, it's macaron like the little French one then. Mm. Mm-hmm. That looks like the Sammy. Yeah, those are delightful, by the way. Yes. Mm. We saw them it's off football, Billy. Yeah. Anyways, we get <laughs> back to football. Why, did something happen? <laughs> Your day. Does huh? Russell Wilson make macarons? Wait a second. We'll get to Calvin Ridley gambling. On Makes danger game. witches. We know that. <laughs> By the way, Antonio Brown is plus three fifty. <laughs> Antonio Brown is plus three fifty. Is the next guy to get busted for gambling on a football game? <laughs> Did you see Antonio Brown the other day say that he wants to buy a minority share in either the Dolphins or the Broncos? Could With you Kanye. Yeah. Oh my God. Kanye this is found like a out way for the owners to vote him in. <laughs> I found out today that Kanye on TMZ apparently was murdered and he's still alive. What? <laughs> yeah. G- Google Kanye West murdered. He said that he was murdered. Nobody told him. I just it's a poem oh, okay all right i wasn't i because i just like spent all that time watching that genius doc on netflix and i was like is that wasted time now is he not here anymore i don't know uh billy would you like to give all your thoughts here on aaron Rodgers? so uh so gullet jr and mikey a can hear him let them react to your thoughts on uh, aaron Rodgers. i mean i look <laughs> i don't have a ton of thoughts on aaron Rodgers. i just i don't want to hear from him anymore okay like we've been right. hearing these complaints for two years last year the two of us two guys discussed how like he's just gonna end up back in green bay because it's probably the best place for him yep and he Mm -hmm. drove us through this whole thing all this time all these complaints and he just ends up right back in green bay and i just don't want to hear it anymore i don't want to hear from him next year when they fail in the playoffs or two years down the road like this is it buddy you got your complaints out of your system you chose to go back now zip it up enough can we get a player that's willing to like commit to caring about stupidity in the way that Aaron Rodgers clearly cares about the content that goes out for Pat. Because like, <laughs> remember a few weeks ago when that happened, when Aaron Rodgers said he was coming up, he, like Pat had been on vacation. He was coming back on Tuesday. He said, we've got a big guest. Rodgers starts putting out the tentative stuff. And I tweeted it. I was like, 
Aaron's doing Pat a solid right now and driving viewership for that day where he basically came out and said, I'm not making a decision. This yes. feels like more of that. So we need an NFL player who's going to be willing to do this for stupidity to try and control a news cycle for the next calendar year to drive clicks here. Hmm. Who would that player be? It's a great idea by you, Gojo. Uh, <laughs> who would that potential player be? We need a player. Um Hmm. I don't oh, know I mean, players. You do, Mike. I mean, well, no, I mean, listen, Stugatz, like, you know, the Gronkowskis, like this feels right. like something where Rob's always, you know, even before he came back to Tampa Bay, he's a guy with this kind of potential. It feels like he'd be our speed. Okay. Mm, I think we need to aim lower, lower than Gronk. Like who, Bill? <sighs> I don't know. I I, I will share it's this. It's got to be you. a current player. That's what we're saying, right? Gojo? Yeah. It's got to be a current player. Right? I'll share a current th- player who's got options. Okay. Right. I'll share this with you, Gojo. Uh, and, and this isn't exactly fitting into the boxes that you want checked. But as soon as the news came out yesterday, Stugat said we should hire Calvin Ridley for God Bless Football next season. Yeah, we should. That'd be our 100%. guy, right? Yeah, 100%. he needs a job. I mean, <laughs> he just cost himself $11 million. I well, mean. but you're not going to offer him anywhere near that is the thing. I'm not going to offer all, him anything. Just the all, opportunity exactly. in the platform. All the same offer as Mikey A. I mean. <laughs> oh, rude. Dear gosh. <laughs> Are we hiring Calvin as a betting analyst? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Mikey A. He's just there for Stu you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ridley could start a gambling podcast today, Billy, and make up all $11 million that he just lost. No? I, I, I wouldn't even know the finances of that, but I don't know that a first-time podcast would make Ridley, $11 million. My, I mean, Billy, with, with DraftKings, with FanDuel, with Bet, with BetGM, like, are you kidding me? Get Listen, out of here. I don't think he could start a betting podcast because, again, once people found out that he was betting for the Falcons to win in, like, an eight-team parlay, they probably questioned his ability <laughs> to put together, like, a competent gambling strategy. But if I am one of those companies... I'm putting him in an ad. Yes. Like 100%. I am a hundred percent putting him in an ad. Like when Hulu did those live sports ads with the money guns, that's what I want for Calvin Ridley here in the future. Cause like he said, he gets a year for the body to recover right now. He is going to come back. I think a fan favorite for a lot of this stuff. And then he is going to hopefully have some bread in his pocket from one of these companies using him as an ad partner. So you got to go yeah, you, yes. you draft kicks. Only it's draft so kicks. fun. I <laughs> took a year off the NFL to do it. <laughs> Boom. See? It's, it's Mike, right there. It was, it was best case scenario for the NFL. Like, you have to make an example of Calvin Ridley. But the fact that it was just $1,500 and a guy who clearly doesn't know how to gamble is the perfect scenario. Like, the bookies laugh at you when you put in an 18 parlay. They laugh at you. Oh, God, yeah. Well, like... That's, I mean, that's the reason everyone's mad at the NFL too, right? Is you're lining your pockets with gambling money now. Everybody is in on the gambling process here in the NFL's brass. And we're still going to treat any instance of a player gambling, which again, he should be suspended for that. Like you have to set some sort of a precedent. But in the grand scheme, what he did, like the NFL's own investigation didn't find some deep cover-up of him throwing games like a couple of asinine tweets yesterday wanted to insinuate. Like, this was just a guy who was bored during his downtime and threw together a parlay. You're not supposed to do it, but if you're going to be the NFL and the league that does gambling now, there's probably room for a little nuance in the way that we approach punishment knowing what he did wasn't all that bad. 
Mike, maybe there is, but I'll say this. The first guy who does who did it, and it was Calvin Ridley, you have to come down hard on that person. Well, he wasn't it. the first guy who did it. So Josh Shaw was a lesser-known player, got suspended. A couple of the years NFL, ago. He right. was, and the NFL is consistent. He got suspended a year. But, like, Stu Gods, this is like marijuana in the NFL, where as society's changed right. the way they looked at it, we've relaxed the way they've punished it. Society's changing the way they look at gambling. So while you, if the NFL have to protect the integrity and all that stuff, a guy betting an 18 parlay is not the attack on. That. No, my, but gambling's for me. And it's clearly in the CBA, it's not for the players to gamble on their own sport. It's for me. And I love to gamble. And I love to gamble on Sundays. And I want to know that what I'm gambling on is pure, that it's not affected by anything. Like, Mike, you can't, you can't even have the thought of your fans thinking that somehow this thing is rigged even just a little bit. That is bad for the NFL. So they had to come down hard on this. Well, that's also why the NFL made it abundantly clear in the way that they presented this. Hey, with all the information, they were as you know uh, appearing transparent because there could always be something else, but they appeared to be very transparent saying it took place in this window. It was executed in this way and it involved him doing this money. They mentioned be very specific because I think there's also an admission that when they lay it out specifically like an 18 parlay and the way they framed it, they're acknowledging, hey, the larger public's going to understand this more because, again, gambling's more prevalent now. The NFL putting its name in partnership with gambling is trying to make it more accessible because they make money. So all I'm saying is they've admitted on their own in the way that they've presented this, you've got a public that's capable of discerning that. And so right. I think the punishment should reflect this. This is not someone who, again, we saw ties of him throwing the game. I get you want to protect against that, but Stu Gatz, I guess I'm also saying – that might be a bit of an antiquated notion like reefer madness that anything surrounding gambling is automatically an indictment of the integrity of the product. What should this? What should the uh, suspension be in your mind then? I, I mean, you could sell me on like half the season. You could sell me on a fair amount of games and all that. But Stugatz, and, and listen, you guys and Dan talk about this all the time on the, on the Levitard show. Like the NFL also gets itself in a lot of trouble here because when you have domestic violence suspensions that are far less than this for something that from a very human perspective is far worse, you're always going to lose that way in the court of public opinion also. Right. Uh, attack the Flores situation the same way you attack this situation, essentially, right? Well, and, and yeah, I mean, when you've got that in the background and like the allegations, and again, they were only allegations from Brian Flores about Stephen Ross paying him to tank. Like when you've got those things, you're always going to appear inconsistent. I get that's the heavy is the head thing for the NFL. But I just think in this instance, if you're going to be the place that does gambling, you could start to look at, all right, there's different levels. We see that not everything is, you know, this large scale collusion to affect the outcome of games type thing. But we agree gambling on your team, bad. Like active player gambling on your team, not yes. Oh, yeah. Like, listen, he absolutely earned a suspension. That's no yeah. doubt. We all agree that is bad and you can't do that. And the NFL tells you, like, there's signs in every facility telling you not to do this. So right. there's also the obvious nature of that. Uh, I have two sets of odds for you, courtesy of Don Van Nata. <laughs> I mean, he's the one who tweeted him out. Okay. Uh, here's the, uh, the next league to suspend a player for gambling. The next league. Okay. I have the NBA at plus 150, the NFL at plus 200, MLB at uh, plus 250, and the NFL. I'm sorry, the NHL hockey was plus 200, MLB plus 250, the NFL plus 450. Who you got? If I had to bet one. NBA? Probably seems like NBA. Yeah. 
Mike, that's a, shaking his head no. <laughs> Why? I, I think it's going to be hockey. It's going to be the NHL. A lot, lot of betting goes on in hockey. Remember, uh, was it Gretzky caught up in a whole bunch of stuff there? I think that's I think that's your winner. Are you uh, are you telling us that Gretzky would be clear on Gretzky being caught up there? What the happened? One. Yeah, what? <laughs> exactly. Did Gretzky bet on hockey games? What happened? He was part of some big casino thing. Wasn't that a big deal? Am I remembering that wrong? Uh, yeah, Billy, I, take this out if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope you're not wrong for your sake. Keep it all in, Bill. <laughs> Especially if it's wrong. Um, here are the odds, according to Don Van Nata. Next NFL personnel to be suspended for gambling. Antonio Brown, I told you, plus 350. Odell Beckham Jr., plus 500. <laughs> So mean. Uh, Deshaun Watson plus uh, plus 650. Jameis Winston plus 700. Robert Kraft plus 800. Sammy Watkins plus 800. John Gruden plus 900. <laughs> what? I, I will say this. Jameis seems like a likely candidate just because we already have instances on his record of him not necessarily knowing what appear to be obvious rules. Like, remember when he was supposed to be serving a suspension? I think it was at Florida State, and he showed up in full pads before the game, and we had that image of Jimbo Fisher having to, like, send him back to the locker room because clearly you cannot be here. Oh, it is crazy. It's going to happen again, though, Mike. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen again, well, right? Honestly, like, I don't know if it will because this is a pretty public example of it like but every like if you really want to gamble on sports if you're an nfl player i'd imagine your brother or mom or cousin could get very good at sports gambling very quickly out of nowhere right. like mm -hmm. yeah like a burner gambling account yeah, like, just, just have mom place the bet like no one's gonna take down mom <laughs> i think point. i think the gretzky story was his wife placing bets uh, yeah ah, okay it was mm. i was right kind so of you which, by the way, if he got in trouble for that, then there goes my theory about having the family member place the pets. Maybe maybe don't have them get too good. Mm. Uh, Mikey, yeah, give us the details here of the Russell Wilson trade. I can't believe it. Big news breaking while we're taking yeah. Rodgers has to be so pissed right now, yeah. by the oh, way. Oh, I love that this is happening. Mm -hmm. And so does who, Billy. Who, who is angrier right now, Aaron Rodgers or Mina Kimes? Pat McAfee. Wow. <laughs> I bet you Aaron Rodgers is calling someone. And he's like, did we sign this yet? Like, can we still change our minds? Maybe he'll look good in Seattle. He's going to retire like, for a week. Yeah. Like, if you had Brady hooked up on Truth Serum, do you think he was he was mad at Brian Flores for doing that the day of his retirement? Like, oh, yes. God. Yes. Yes. Had to be. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's why he's going to come back and play for the Niners so he can do it again. I mean, mm. think, about, think about Brady went through all that consternation of like that weekend of like trying to basically deny the initial Darlington and Schefter report only yeah. to come out and have your retirement trounced by that. <laughs> all right, Mikey, hey, what were the details here? What did, uh, so, uh, according, what did the Seahawks get in return? According to multiple reports, it's Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick in exchange for two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, quarterback Drew Locke, defensive tackle Shelby Harris, and former first-round tight end Noah Fant. Wow. Uh, Mike, the Broncos are – it's it's kind of like what the Rams did. The Broncos feel like they're close. Von Miller is now, you know, flirting with re-signing with the Denver Broncos. You've heard those rumors. The Broncos feel like they're close. They're a quarterback away. They have good receivers. They have a good defense. It feels like they're kind of doing what Sean McVay and the Rams did going after Matthew Stafford. Like, hey, 
take all our draft picks. We need a quarterback. Russell Wilson's available, and they get Russell Wilson. That's a great move by Denver. Yeah, it's it, it's really interesting um, because we've spent a lot of time asking that question of who was going to do that. And I always thought Indianapolis was going to make the most sense just because they have more to work with. But we've all talked about it, like personnel-wise. And losing Fant certainly dings that a little bit. But personnel-wise on offense – the Broncos, if they had a quarterback, look like a potential like top eight, top five unit in the NFL, considering you've got Jerry Judy, Hamler, you know, an offensive line that's improved a ton. Although Sneaky did not choose Sutton to bring Patrick. back. Yeah, Pat Sutton in there. Like, but Sneaky on that offense, one of the things I'm worried about and a familiar issue for Russ is offensive line. That unit got better, but Mike Munchak, who is one of the like, I think two or three best O-line coaches in the NFL. Nathaniel Hackett decided not to bring him back, so that's an important hire to watch going forward. But this should be one of the, you know, if Russ returns to form, because part of last season was also on him. He didn't play well for a large stretch. Right, but you don't think Russ is done, right? Like, he will no. return to form. Right. I think so, and I mean, especially, like, look at, you know, Nathaniel Hackett coming over, part of that Packers offense that, you know, certainly had Aaron Rodgers, but seems pretty quarterback-friendly, will do a lot of things that Russ naturally does well. I want you guys to think about the AFC West now. You have Russell Wilson, you have Derek Carr, uh, you have Herbert, and you have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's the exact reason that Aaron Rodgers needed to stay in the NFC North. Like, that's what, that's what Russell Wilson has to deal with moving forward now. He leaves a division that was pretty good, but he joins a division that is now, at least in my opinion, much more difficult, Mike. It's what his old division used to be, though, right? That's probably why Russ isn't all that afraid of it. Like Aaron Rodgers has had a relative cakewalk through the NFC North for the last recent stretch here. But Russ is used to kind of having to deal with the NFL's Thunderdome every year in the NFC West. So now that basically just cements the fact that the AFC West is that division for them. Oh, and Mikey, A, we sit there without a quarterback. I wanted Russell One more. Wilson. I thought the Jets were going to get him. I did. <laughs> I'll try Wilson for Wilson straight up right now. You guys are out on Zach Wilson. Like, Sims tells you every time I, you I've talk to him, he's going to be good. Yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, like what what went right for you guys around him last year? Like first year head coach, offensive line whose best players got banged up early, defense that was pretty banged up early on for the most part. Like I, I don't think the jury's out on Zach at all. Uh, I don't think it's out, but Mike, when you're great, you're great. Like Joe Burrow came into a really bad situation and he made them great right away. No offensive well, line, no nothing. Okay? They weren't he great. Them- they weren't great last year. Well, he got hurt. They were trending in a better direction, but they got right. hurt. But they weren't going to make the playoffs last year. No, Mike, I know, but but I would equate like the Jets situation to the Bengals. Like they're the same kind of franchise, and Burrow made them good and relevant instantly. Zach Wilson is not. I know he wasn't great, and they weren't great last year, but he got injured. First year, he's healthy. Sixteen games, gets Jamar Chase, and they're playing in the Super Bowl. I mean. If you're great, you're great. You'll make any situation great, no? Yeah, but like you just mentioned all those other parts. What on the Jets offense resembles Jamar Chase or even <laughs> T. Higgins or even Tyler Boyd at this point? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, God. One more uh, note about the, the Seahawks-Denver trade to take it away from the Jets. Denver plays in Seattle this year. Ooh. Oh. A revenge game, huh, for Drew Locke. How about that? Drew Locke revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> so much Jeezy playing. By the way, guys, Aaron Rodgers, like you can't sign. Well, Mike, explain to us, because I think a lot of people are confused. 
Okay, you wanted better players. You wanted more players, yet you just took up $200 million of the dollars. Now, I know it's a cap, and I don't know how they explain it. Like, hey, it's a cap-friendly deal at $200 million. And now Aaron Rodgers has made $454 guaranteed million dollars uh, throughout his career. I think Brett Favre made $140 for his entire career. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers will eclipse that in the next four years. But, Mike, how is this a cap-friendly deal? Like, how are the Packers supposed to maneuver and make their team better? because now Aaron Rodgers has to win that second Super Bowl. He has to do it. Oh, he absolutely has to. I mean, Stu, listen, I'm not familiar enough with the like specifics of the accounting, but I mean, we've seen those things like void years at the end of contracts be used to spread out this financial hit, like all of these things. And again, we're still waiting for the final numbers. Like obviously people have seen the four years, 200 million of 153 guaranteed, but you know, the more money you guarantee, the more you can spread out over the life of that contract. You can spend time constantly restructuring. If you know, someone's going to be there, the Cowboys just did that this morning, freed up $22 million in cap space yeah. by handing Dak a check for 15 million and Zach Martin a check for $7 million right now that they can basically amortize over the life of that contract. So and they'll be able to do that, but you know, it, it's still, this is like you mentioned with the Russ situation in Denver. Now, this is still, I think more akin to the situation you've got in Los Angeles, because this isn't going to be tenable forever. Eventually you can't rob Peter to pay Paul enough to avoid getting into situations like, you know, the saints were in for the last few years. So this will give them enough money to probably, you know, figure out a way to either re-sign or tag, you know, Devontae Adams here in the immediacy. I'd imagine there's probably a, a fair amount of impetus to get a deal done if you're Green Bay on that and get him signed to something long-term. But, yeah, there's absolutely pressure on them to win now. That's going to be the case every year Aaron Rodgers is there. DK Metcalf, is he uh, looking to get out of Seattle right now? Tyler Lockett, like, who do you feel worse for today? <laughs> well, DK already kind of was giving off the vibes that he didn't want to be there at the end of last season, right? Yes, like that yes. seemed to kind of be the case. Everyone's sort of looking at this situation. It's going to be interesting for Seattle too now because this was a situation where it always felt like you were either backing Pete Carroll as your horse or backing Russell Wilson as your horse. Because what changed from last year to this year, Stugatz, with them? Like they left last offseason with Russ, you know, cryptically giving out the five teams he'd accept the trade to right. and seeming like he was pissed off with the direction of the franchise and nothing changed. Like Green Bay's front office totally reversed course and said, hey, this guy won the MVP. We love you like that. Now, the consistent message was we want you to stay. Nothing changed about Seattle. So this shouldn't be all that surprising to anybody involved and it appears to be because like they didn't demonstrate a willingness to change and we know change there kind of begins and ends with pete who's been pretty stuck in his ways for a while why would you choose pete carroll over russell wilson like he's 70 i know that obviously he russell wilson's not going to have like he's not going to play till he's 45 but it's a good point he's going to be in the nfl longer than than pete carroll isn't he i think so and, and like, I don't know what you're counting on here now and like the whole reset and having to go find a new quarterback and then establish that underneath because I saw Dan Orlovsky pointed this out the other day. It's not like the Seahawks draft overly well. Like since that early run of Carroll when they were nailing late rounders and undrafted free agents to build the Super Bowl teams, that hasn't been a huge part of who they are. So I, I really don't know, Bill. I, that one's the head scratcher because it always felt like, and we don't know if that was the crux of it or not for Russ, but if it was and all of a sudden you decided you wanted to stick with Pete instead of you know cutting that head off to make Russ happy here, then I'm not really going to understand that. And you're not, you're not so certain like how valuable those first-round picks are going to be that Denver sent over to Seattle. 
Seattle because you have to assume that Denver's going to be really good, Mike. Like you have to make that assumption that Denver's going to be championship good. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship, but they'll be one of those teams that people talk about before the season starts. Yeah, that could be a Super Bowl contender. Absolutely. Right away. Because, I mean, that defense it had gotten to a place. And again, you know, changing coach, you go from Vic Fangio, who was a defensive minded head coach. But that was a unit that really, even after, you know, Von Miller left for Los Angeles, had been a really rock solid unit. And, you know, basically across all three levels had done a really good, consistent job. So you kind of count on them, even in a league where defense is the hardest thing to sustain year to year. Uh, you made a great point with the Packers front office. They made a mistake. They drafted Jordan Love. They did not tell Aaron Rodgers they were doing it, but everything they've done since, since they knew Aaron Rodgers was upset, they've done all the right things, Mike. Like, they're desperate. They had to do the right things, but you have to give them credit for actually doing all the right things, you know? Well, and, like, a lot of people balk at that notion, Stu Gotts, but, like, are we forgetting that this is a league full of very stubborn people with power? Like, how easy have we seen so many organizations who just will not display any willingness to change or go against their plan? Like, yeah, Aaron had a lot of power in this situation, and he used it, but the Packers just also, like, they cut their losses, right? They understand, all right, Jordan Love is going to be a sunk cost. We're going to have to just wear that L, but a guy just won back-to-back MVPs for us, like, we're not that dumb and stubborn. So they deserve some credit, maybe not a ton, but like you said, we see plenty of examples of teams that are not willing to change course on something, especially something like this, where your quarterback basically publicly embarrassed you with the way that he talked about you for a while. I am rooting for Jordan Love to be traded and go on to have a Hall of Fame career somewhere else. Are you? San Francisco. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if Brady doesn't go there. Yeah, if Brady doesn't go to San Francisco, he goes to the 49ers, wins two Super Bowls to Aaron's one in Green Bay. I don't even know why this week it's come about that I dislike Aaron Rodgers. You hate him. Do I? I feel like like I'm voicing like I do, but like I don't really have an opinion about him. He's just, eh, he's there. Well, and like, I don't know if, I don't know, like, do we hate Aaron Rodgers as much as everyone's just real? Like he's like an overplayed top forty song, right? I don't think. Yeah, I don't think we hate Aaron Rodgers. I think we're annoyed by Aaron Rodgers. I think like, that's what it is. Is I just yes. don't like that he he seems to just constantly need attention, and it's like you're you're fine. Like you get enough attention, you're good. Like like all this was about Randall Cobb and fifty million a year. That's all it was, and that's I think that annoys people. You know, I mean, well, people legitimately like hated like the COVID misinformation stuff and like the immunized thing like that was legitimately bad but yes the rest of it's just annoying you're right wasn't the final straw like two years ago when he was most upset like a like a practice squad tight end or something that didn't get re-signed that he was mad about for some reason it's like they needed to consult me before releasing this person it's like why (laughs) <laughs> it, well, and you know what, Bill? Like that's so true because it was just one lead, of those. Bill. <laughs> but it was one of those things that that was probably just like the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Because it had been Jordy Nelson before that, and then it was that quarterback coach that he really liked, and he just was. You could tell he's looking for anything to be pissed off about, and that practice squad tight end just got to be the dude. <laughs> and really, what it boiled down to was Aaron Rodgers just wanted fifty million a season. That's all. Which that's like. What- yeah. Me too. Like, right. if you can, do it. it. <laughs> like, like, like other people like pointing at Brady saying he took less for like, stop, don't do that. Oh, we don't have to do that. Like that's realistic or normal. <laughs> but there was no payoff, Mike. That's the frustration. Like the payoff would have been go somewhere else, go to Denver, go to San Francisco. There was no payoff. The payoff is I'm going to stay put 
and be the wealthiest man in the history of the NFL. And that's what's driving people like Billy crazy today. Here we go again. You're explaining why I'm so upset, where I'm really just kind of sitting here and you're like, oh, rip Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know. If we get down to brass tacks, not really. Why, why is Stu Gatz trying to pass off his dislike of Aaron Rodgers onto Billy now? He Whoa. wants me to hate him so bad. He's trying to Whoa. use you as a surrogate for this take. Whoa, I love Aaron Rodgers. I mean, listen. See, okay, so now we're getting... I have it. a fractured relationship with him because of Dan and Billy, but it has nothing to do with me. Okay, now you, now we've got into it. It's He needs me to be the vessel to say the things that he wants to say while not endangering his own relationship with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Boom. This is what should have, and I can't believe it's taken us this long to get to this point with Stu Gatz. He's laundering takes. Yeah. Of course, Stu Gatz would find his way to laundering takes, his yes. greatest currency in life through somebody else. Well, and yes. then he'll toss I it mean, up to me and it's like, well, do I just say, like, I don't really care? Because, like, that's not going to go well. So, like, I just kind of have to write out this take that I don't really have, but he wants me to have. So, like, okay, I can do that. Yeah, you're, you're Russell Westbrook. You're my meat shield. I mean, you need to uh, you, you need to take the blame on this, Billy, because we all want Aaron Rodgers on the show again. Do we not? I mean, well, so it's got to be you. It can't be me. I'm the one who gets him. He's never going to be on the main show again. We can agree yeah, on but that. He, right? might, he might be on this show. I mean, mm. only if you're not around. Stupidity. <laughs> 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 Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.